Hello, you're listening to Which Moving Pictures Move Us, and I'm your host, Emma Bolzner. Today we will be talking about the film Adventureland from 2009, starring Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Ryan Reynolds, and Martin Starr. And with me virtually is my good friend Lynn. Hey, Emma. Thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me back again. So, in the summer of 1987, James, played by Jesse Eisenberg, who just graduated from university and was hoping to travel to Europe for the summer, instead has to stay home and earn money for graduate school by working at the theme park Adventureland. There he meets Emily, played by Kristen Stewart, and learns the ins and outs of working at the theme park while falling in love with her. However, James is a bit naive and falls too quickly for her before realizing that Emily has a secret. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So, what do we think of Greg Mottala's Adventureland? Yeah, so, um, I don't know if uh, you know Greg, but I, I, I think he's uh, popular mostly for uh, Superbad, right? Like, that's that's the vibe that I got from yes. um, while watching the trailer. Um, and, I mean, it's very different from Superbad, from what I gathered, but it's, you know, like, it's a... Uh, when, when you watch the trailer, you get the vibe that it's gonna be one of those like dumb comedy movies but then when you watch it there's you know like a whole deeper undertone to it which you know like I really like yeah well I I didn't know if you have seen super bad before but I'm not a big fan of it because I think it's a really bad portrayal of women and the guys in it are super (laughs) sexist and misogynistic um, but in this case, which I find was really refreshing was the main guy James was more sensitive than um, Emily um, so I thought that was a great twist to have, like, her being more closed off, which is usually the guy cliche um, trope, and have him being really open and falling in love and wanting to, you know, be with somebody. So I thought that was really refreshing. I was shocked that the same guy who directed Superbad also wrote and directed this. I know, right? Like, yeah, it, it, it seems like, um, yeah, it, you know, like, it's not what you would think you would get from watching the trailer that's for sure yeah it actually really exceeded my expectations um I have been trying to stay away from those cliche high school summer movies um because I'm just sick of watching high school movies in general so it was nice to see something that was about university students because there's so few movies about college or about you know, the summer after graduating from college, it's always about high school in grade 12. Yes, true. And and most of those movies, you know, the high school kids don't even go to school. They're always, you know, doing something else but, you know, like school and, and working part-time jobs, which, you know, like I, I feel like this movie did a really realistic um, portrayal of it. Yeah. I also like that all of them, like the the kids that worked in Adventureland, or I guess they're in their early 20s, all lived at home. And I thought, finally, they're not showing them living (laughs) in these, like, big, fancy apartments, like, in Friends at, like, 22 years old. And they're actually, like, still living at home. And it's in the 80s. And I I wanted to ask you, why do you... Do you think it would have made a difference? Like, sometimes I was like, why wasn't this movie just made, like, taking place in 2009? Why did it have to be made in the 80s? I think I read somewhere that the director wanted to um, reflect his own experience working at an amusement park in his uh, youth. But I for sure think it's such like a refreshing uh, take because oh. like if if it was if the story was placed in our modern time, I feel like you know with like the use of technology and like phones, like it would have been a very different vibe than just you know like connecting with your coworkers, right? Like now now like nowadays, if you know like teens are yeah. like bored at their job they just look their phone like they don't really you know talk about people and like like you know gossip and like do dumb things I don't know you know yeah that's true because this movie was filmed just before smartphones. um yeah. and it's funny because Jesse Eisenberg is plays Mark Zuckerberg which is like the creator of Facebook um so that's kind of ironic too after this movie but um yeah I think it totally would have changed the vibe because you know he would have texted on one of those flip phones he would have texted Emily all the time and I liked how you know they would miss each other's phone calls sometimes the parents would write a note saying oh Emily Emily called you and these are things that like my generation, our generation will never, ever have to go through. We'll personally yeah. get our own phone calls, our own texts, our own messages. So that's all changed. Also, the use of cassettes, that was pretty cool. 
Um, the Actually, I love the soundtrack in this movie. They picked really great 80s songs. Yeah, right? Like, I, I feel like the soundtrack um, in itself was, like, another character of the movie. Like, like it, it really helped, like, move the story forward. Yeah, and it, I liked how they showed them, like, I want to talk about how interesting it was to see the behind the scenes of, like, a theme park. But I love that they actually showed the how they were sick of the same 80s or the same songs on repeat while they'd be working at Adventureland. And it was, like, Amadeus played, like, 50 times in one day. And I thought that was really realistic because any job you have, there's some, like, you know either it's a CD that your employer always plays or the same playlist now, it can get so tiring. But hey, our first local actor on the podcast, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, I know, right? Yep. <laughs> Mr. Vancouver boy, if anyone's like been listening to this podcast, you know we're from Vancouver, yes. so it's nice finally doing one of his movies. And I loved how they showed how crooked and rigged these games are, because James works the game section and and how, you know, they are, like, t- walking him through what to do and what not to do. And the hats are glued to the mannequins. And, and the the people are trying to knock the hats off the mannequins. And you can't. And so it's all a bunch of, like, that's what the theme parks used to be known for. I mean, before Disneyland and the other ones, theme parks were very sketchy. They were dirty places. They were known for, you know crooked people stealing money especially in the 20s and 30s and it's still something that occurs today like it's just kind of especially those game sections um like when when he's working at the bottles and you can't get the ring on the bottle because it just doesn't go on that certain bottle that you get to win the stuff for. and I think people nowadays know that all these games are rigged but people still do it because their kids want that stuffy yeah, or maybe they still play because they because they think that they'll be the exception and they'll actually <laughs> win. You 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 know like the stuffy is this like unattainable prize and they're you know they're gonna be the one who gets it. <laughs> but yes, yeah, yes. But as we all know, the game's rigged, guys. <laughs> I loved seeing though how they portrayed that because I've never seen a movie that shows, you know, that goes into that much detail about somebody's job and then shows how how crooked it can be so what did you think about um james's character he's um i found him very relatable you you know like he's in a major that probably won't make a lot of money (laughs) he's um i think he's in literature and um yeah and he's gonna get a master's in journalism i think yes and he um for sure was a bit, you know, spoiled and sheltered at first. He uh, have relied on his parents' money for a long time. And, you know, as we can see in the movie, he has no work experience. And, you know, for the first time, he's, like, experiencing, you know, what it's like to, like, earn his own money. And, um, yeah, and, and, like, he's a very romantic character. He has a very romantic uh, point of view. You know, like, whether it is about a relationship or women... And but then throughout the movie, you know, like you can see him grow and like um, start to see people for who they actually are, which I think is nice. How about you, Emma? Yeah, I thought he was a really unique male character. Like I said, a lot of these, especially in Superbad, these guy characters are all macho. They just want to have sex. And he is very sensitive. He admits to Emily's character that he is a virgin. He loves to read. He loves Shakespeare. He reads poetry. Um, he, I think he was had a lot of depth to him right away. I, I grew to like him a lot, um, and I rooted for him. And I thought it was realistic how they showed that learning stuff in school doesn't help you get a job. Um, how he had never had a job before, and he was trying to work in the summer because he couldn't go to Europe. And, and none of the places would hire him and he'd show off his resume and he'd be like, well, you know, I was part of this club and I wrote for this newspaper and in the real world, that doesn't help you. It helps you to get a job in whatever field you want to get into, but to get a minimum wage job, it doesn't help you. So I thought that was really realistic that they portrayed that and that, you know, he was a bit of a snob at first. He didn't want to work at the theme park. Um, he, he's not from a wealthy family, but you know, he was well off, like you said, and and I, I just couldn't believe how awful the parents in these movies are. In these movies, the parents are always the worst. Could they not have saved any money for him to go to Europe or to grad school? I mean, the dad lost his job and has to work at a 
a lower lower job, I guess, lower level job, and they don't even save any money for him to go to school. He has to do it all on his own. Yeah, and, and like, I, I don't know if it's an 80s thing, but, like, um, this movie was very, like, uh, I feel, like, liberal with their use of, like, alcohol and like drugs and like i mean i know like kids like do that like all all the time but like e- even like the parents you know like they had their own like drinking problems and you know they they had their own like relationship problems and and yeah but like it's you you know what it's it's a nice change to show that you know like parents can be flawed too and they can be you know just as confused as like the young adults and and yeah but then um i i yeah like it's very yeah. His dad yeah. never even speaks. Yeah, like both I know, right? the mothers, um, Emily's stepmother and and uh, James's mom are like the ones that are wearing the pants, and the men never say anything or step up for, for their kids or stick up for their kids. And and James has to work at this freaking Adventureland park and loses his dream to go to Europe. And I felt really bad for him that his friend got to go instead. What did you think about Emily? I um yeah so. My first, it was very hard for me, um, like, I would say the first 15 minutes of the movie to not think of her as Bella Swan from Twilight. Like, I I know that role is, like, a smear on her, like, career. Like, she, she's a, you know, she's a good actress. She's proven that um, through many other movies. But um, I think it's just, like, she filmed this movie around the same time that she was filming the Twilight franchise as well. And she just has this look that I, that just made me think, like, you should be in a fantasy movie. You shouldn't be in, you know, like, a coming-of-age, like, like rom-com. But, but no, yeah, like, I, like, I like her, like, um... I mean, she wasn't likable at all times. I don't know if you felt the same. But, um, yeah, but you, you know, like, the portrayal of of Emily was human. And it just shows us that, you know, pe- people make mistakes and, and they can learn to grow from, from it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I've never been, like I said, I never got into the, I kind of missed the boat on those tri- Twilight movies. So I, n- I never got into the whole Robbie Pattinson Kristen Stewart, you know, love affair there. <laughs> but yeah, I thought she had really good chemistry with James. Um, I like that the women in this, even like the hot girl, Lisa P, they just looked normal to me. They didn't look like the fake plastic Riverdale people. Um, Kristen Stewart never has to wear too much makeup. Her hair is messy. It looks like somebody that would work at like a theme park. So I really, really like that. Um, and I just thought it was refreshing that she was the one that was closed off and removed and didn't want to be in the relationship. And and we find out, and we'll talk about this in a bit, but we find out her secret pretty early in the film. And I don't know, I predicted it. I, I thought she was having a... Here's a spoiler, if you want to go ahead a couple... A little bit. But I thought she was having an affair with Ryan Reynolds' character, Connell, from the beginning of the movie when he's looking at her and James is, like, admiring her. And when he comes over to her house and, and the car pulls up, I'm thinking, yeah, that's going to be Connell's character, isn't it? So I thought it was interesting that um, the director revealed that so early on in the movie. Yeah, like, I think part part of it is, to, you know, to see if us as audience would judge her right away. And But, but you know, like, as you watch the, the movie, like, you, you really do warm up to the character like you do see that she has a lot of like internal struggle and she try to find like acceptance where she can right and there are people men like Connell who take advantage of of, of that it's shown in movies a lot that men take advantage of women but it's really shown the aftermath of what happens to the woman that that's being taken advantage of and I think this movie really covers a lot of issues surrounding that, not just in the eighties, but the the present day judgments um, when the people at the theme park find out that she's having an affair with Connell, who's a married man. The first thing they do is call her a homewrecker, and this is still a big judgment that's happening in today's society, not just in nineteen eighty seven. Nobody looks at the guy who's married and has the wife. They first of all look at the the 19-year-old or 20-year-old girl that's sleeping with the guy. And I think it was really interesting that they showed that and showed that James was sticking up for her, even though he loved her. Um, and he was really hurt by her. But it, it's rarely shown. They love to show the affairs and the, 
you know, sleeping with the teacher part, but they never like to show the aftermath of what occurs to the the woman that's being taken advantage of. Yeah, true, and and yeah, like and uh, uh, and another in- interesting thing, like let's say if you know, like uh, Connell is the antagonist of the movie, and James is like supposedly the hero. Like, there's never really like, like he. Like even then, like he didn't really, you know, like stand up for her. Like you, you, you don't really see, you know, like a big fight or 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 like James calling Connell out, right? Like, mm-hmm. and 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 Con- and Connell ba- basically just gets to move on and like, um, you know, tar- target other girls to take advantage of. While you know, like uh, M, like she has to, you know, quit her job and like move away because everyone was just like harassing her. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad that the, but it's realistic. Um, but yeah, you wanted to talk about Ryan Reynolds. You thought he was good in this as playing this lazy, creepy predator character. Yes, cause, cause I think like you also know like Ryan Reynolds in like, uh, in modern media is like you know just this fun, goofy guy. Like you instantly like warm up to him, and then I just like I you know like I almost did not recognize his like demeanor in this movie but but you know like that's like class a acting right there like he yeah. does really seem like a sleazebag <laughs> i highly doubt he'd choose a role like that now since he's been donating so much and doing all this th- this great work um but yeah for 2009 before he was kind of the tom hanks canadian guy <laughs> um over here it, it, i don't think he'd choose a role like this today but he's great at playing the sleazy um, like the predator character on a woman, and I, lo- I had to look it up because I was very curious. But Kristen Stewart was seventeen when she filmed this movie, and Ryan Reynolds was thirty-one, and they have a lot of makeout scenes and sex scenes. So I was shocked that they picked su- her for the movie because she wasn't even eighteen yet. And I know in like acting, it's sixteen you're allowed to do that, but I was surprised that she was so young in this. Yeah, that's, wow, yeah, my jaw literally just dropped when, like, you gave me the numbers, <laughs> and I think, um, I think Lisa P, um, the actress playing her was, had a 10-year age gap with Kristen Stewart. I liked, I liked Lisa P, I don't know, I didn't have a problem with her, what did you think of her? Yeah, I like, um, I like that, you know, they didn't attack femininity in the movie, you know, like, you know, all, like, the girly girls are, like, are, are um are like mean girls um i mean Le- lisa p does have a bit of a stereotypical feel to her but you know like a lot of times she did show like some death where like she you know like she wouldn't just go for like the douchebag guys and she would like treat james like nicely and you know like she did try to make an effort to like befriend him which i thought was nice yeah they yeah. didn't have any of those typical american cliches of the the jock the mean girl the bully, which I really enjoyed because they weren't in a school setting. They were at the theme park and it was kind of like they all had to fend for themselves. And she did have a standard, you know, she didn't choose the guy that was all interested in cars and just wanted to have sleep with her. And during the movie, I wondered, like, why wouldn't Connell go for her over Emily since, you know, she looks, <laughs> I'm sorry, but she's like way more sexier than Emily. And if he's having an affair with his wife, I can't believe he's not going for her. But then he reveals to James that she's Catholic and she doesn't want to have sex until she's married. So I was like, oh, so he does pick certain girls that are more vulnerable and 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 not maybe in the religious aspect. So I thought that was really interesting because he did try to to go out or whatever you'd call it, have an affair with Lisa, and she did not want to. Yeah, see, like, she's, like, yeah, in in, in a way, like, she's uh, a stronger female character than M, because, like, like she, she won't let other people take advantage of her, right? What did you think about their relationship? Did you think they had good chemistry together, James and Emily? Yeah, yeah, like, for, for, for sure, like, you know, like, in most movies, like, you either see, like, um you know, the nerd getting together with, like, you know, like, an unexpected, like, you know, like, a hot girl or, or like, I, I, I feel like I've, I've been seeing a lot of, like, uh, you know, like, opposites attract, that uh, mm-hmm. it was very refreshing for me to see, you know, like, two people, you know, like, both awkward in their own way, like, one is, you know, a bit more naive than 
the other but you know like they complemented each other really well and and like and I found that you know Eisenbergs and Stewart's like acting like real you know like really sold the roles so yeah yeah um I thought they were really good together too and I loved the scenes when they'd be working at the the theme park or when he, they went to when he got invited to her party and and she invites him and he's like wait are you inviting me and she's like well that's kind of why I'm I'm over here telling you and he's so naive and I like how honest he is with her I mean and and how she's honest by saying yeah I've slept with guys and he's he doesn't want to say he's a virgin but then he does and how she doesn't judge him for that as well um because everybody it's it's at a different stage for everybody and I like that they show that in a movie because I think a lot of people feel alone whether they've been with many partners or haven't been with that many partners so I, I thought that was really cool that they showed that that you don't have to always have a boyfriend or a girlfriend at 16 in high school and you know maybe it doesn't happen for you right away at college either so I thought that was really cool that they showed that yeah yeah and 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 yeah that's that's another topic why like I feel like this is such a good like coming of age movie because you know most coming of age movies it's about you know like high school kids about to go to universities right but then this movie shows that you know like even people who've like finished universities who are considered you know full-fledged adults like you know they, they they still don't know what they're they're doing you know like we're we all go through life at like a different pace and like you like you shouldn't feel judged for it yeah I, I think the coming of age genre itself is very limiting because they think that you come of age before 18 and your coming of age is during high school when a lot of people's coming of age and growing I mean, you're still a child in high school. A lot of your coming of age and growing is when you're in university and college and living on your own and meeting new people. And that's why I always think it's so odd that there aren't more college uh, coming of age movies. It's always in high school when you're 16. And I think that that's really cool that they did this and that. Yeah. And and, and yeah, and like for, for me, you know, like I'm at an age where like, uh, it's kind of weird for me to watch like high school movies now because I can't really relate to kids nowadays. I feel so old, but but yeah. So so it's like which which is nice for me to watch this movie and and feel like yeah you you know what I'm not that old af, uh, uh, like after all like you know like I'm like it's still okay for me to feel lost <laughs> sometimes and like you you know feel like I don't know where I'm going with life because like to be honest it's just you know life is so like unexpected like one second you know you're planning this year europe trip with like your best friends and then the next second you know like all all of that could change and 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 yeah and it's it's okay to take life you know like one at a time and just you know like just find your own rhythm and and you know like just trust in the process right yeah and then you can relate to it more too because like you said, when you're 20, you're not, you still kind of see yourself as a kid. So I like that they showed that in this movie, you know, you don't know everything that you want to do. You don't know who you want to be yet. You still live at home, which is so refreshing to see in American movies. And, you know, you're still working at a minimum wage job after university. You don't get a job right away. So showing that makes you feel kind of better, too, about not having all your shit together. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and 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 you know, like talk talking about this with you, like I'm trying to, really hard to think of like another movie that has the characters, you know, like just got out of of university and like not knowing what to do with their degree, like like re like really, I cannot think of like one movie, yeah, that that you know tells 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 that story. So yeah, it's great. What did you think about, like I said, they covered a lot of heavy topics, but what did you think about the anti-Semitism scene? I thought that was a very powerful uh, scene in the movie. So, yeah, throughout the, the movie, like, um, you can tell that, you know, it's the 80s and, like, this specific, like, suburb area has a lot of, like, Catholics. I mean, like, I feel very happy to be in Canada where, like, I, I guess, mm -hmm. re like, religion doesn't play as much of a role in... Um, in like your standard of living yeah yeah well I just thought it was really powerful how you know we sometimes think because we are from a generation where everything is very much in the open we all speak our minds 
and 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 we are all very political. So I thought it was interesting when um, one of the guys that worked at the theme park, Joel, Mar- it was played by Martin Starr, he goes out with um, Emily's friend, and they make out and and they have a good time. And then the next day, uh, Emily's friend goes to to Joel and says, you know, I can't date you. I'm Catholic and you're Jewish. And he says, well, like, you know, I'm atheist. And she says, sorry, my parents are really strict. I still live at home. I can't be with you. And this is a big shock. But I'm curious, like, for me, uh, for me, it's a big shock. But I'm curious if it would have been as big of a shock in the 80s. And obviously not because, you know, he wrote about this, the director. But I really liked how... Kristen Stewart's character, you know, went up to her friend and said, you know what, we're not friends anymore. Um, if you don't want to be with Joel because he's Jewish, you know, I can't see you anymore. And I thought that was really powerful. And that in the end, she didn't stay friends with her because she moved to New York. But, you know, most of these movies, it always ends like with a nice little bow and they all become friends again. And it's so sweet. But this was more realistic because she really stuck, uh, stood up to people that she liked. And even if it was someone her like someone like her friend that would treat someone badly she wasn't gonna put up with that even though she didn't know Joel that very well yeah and and you know like this also like um is reflective of real lives when like you know like you think you know like you know a lot of people from school and then you just find out that you know like they discriminate people right like I I like I mean it hurts but you can't keep like those kind of people in your life Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I also loved how Emily always drove James around. She was always kind of in the driver's seat, literally, in their relationship. And I loved how she'd always be driving him home. Because <laughs> I, I don't think, did he own a car or did he just use his dad's? I think he uses his dad's car and then, um, yeah, and then his friends drove him around. Yeah, so I don't think he owns a car. Yeah. Is there any other scene you really want to talk about before we move on to fun facts like i i don't know if you felt the same but like at one point of the movie like i was kind of rooting for james to get together with lisa because because like um like i feel like most of the main characters were just really likable like even like um yes what was ryan reynolds character's name again connell yes yes like even connell like he is you know like kind of a douche but like he was just a very like compelling character and and and, like they like like even though we don't see a lot of characters on screen as much as like James and M like I feel like they were just like so real like like I feel like they could have been like my my friends right Mm -hmm. so 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 yeah but like at any point like did did you root for James and Lisa to get together um, I thought maybe, like, she was going to use him for something at first, and I was thinking of those stereotypical American movies, but then once they, you know, went out to dinner and, and you know, she had all that blue eyeshadow from the 80s on, I thought she was a really nice person. I, I, I definitely rooted more for him and Emily, but I was just kind of thinking the whole time, like, Emily needs to get out of this toxic relationship with Connell. Um, she needs to stop having an affair with a guy that's married. So the whole time he was in scenes with her together, I just always thought, oh my gosh, he needs to know that you're doing this. He needs to know that you're having an affair with a married guy. And, and it just made me always uncomfortable when James would go to Connell for advice about Emily. Cause I was like, oh my God, he's dating her. And Connell would always say like, oh, so how's it going with you and M? Cause he's such a control freak and wanted to know if they had slept together yet. And I just thought, wow, this is a real power trope on Connell's part. But this is what, like, a controlling kind of... He wasn't abusive, but he was um, abusive in a controlling way. And I thought they did that really well because sometimes in these movies, they show the controlling, you know, predator guy to be, you know, ugly and not attractive. And everyone thinks Ryan Reynolds is good-looking. He's a good-looking guy. But he's also really sly in this movie. And they show how, you know, not all these creepy kind of sleazy guys are ugly. They can be attractive, too. And I think having those good looks and being that charming guy really helped to make us think, hmm, like, what is he doing with Emily in the first place? Like, why are they together? Maybe he's okay. Uh, Just the entire time with her and James, though, I always thought that... You know, 
he should have known about um, Connell way earlier. But yeah, so sorry to your question. With him and Lisa, I don't think I ever thought they would get together, no. I, I was like cur- curious to see if the director would take um, the other routes and have like uh, James end up with Lisa in instead. But like, you know, by... by or end up with no one at all because you know that's that's also fine you don't always have to end up with someone to be happy but um i was hoping that they hadn't end up together but we can talk about the ending yes later. yeah 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 <laughs> like like a, a part of me felt like i just rooted for james as a character and i wasn't really rooting for him to like end up with anyone like like as long as mm-hmm. he's happy with you know a partner or, or no partner, like, I felt like that would have made a good ending. I did think it was realistic that when he went on a date with Lisa, and this Lisa's this character that none of the guys can resist, you know, she's attractive, she's beautiful, um, she talks to James and she's not rude, and I thought it was realistic that on their date he made out with her. Um, they didn't go any farther because, like I said, she's very Catholic and she um, doesn't want to sleep with a guy before marriage. But I did think it was really great that he went to M and he told her and he was like, I'm so sorry, you know, I had this, I went on a date with Lisa and we kissed. And once he found out that he really loved M over Lisa and Lisa was just this beautiful goddess in his mind. And I thought it was really great that they didn't do that cliche trope that these movies do where where you know they're kissing and then M walks by and she sees them kissing and she's all mad even though she's sleeping with a guy that's like 15 years older than her and I'm glad they didn't do any of that or or at, if it was at the theme park James is like in a corner with Lisa and and they're making out and M walks by so I'm really glad they didn't do any of that that I hate those parts especially when it's someone that's already doing it and they're in the wrong and they see someone else doing the same thing and then they're freaking out. I hate that so much. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like, to be honest, like, I, I just feel like the, like, James, especially, like, I, I, I feel like I could understand his choices and his actions and, like, you know, the narrative of the story just flowed really naturally and, like, it, like, it didn't feel forced. Mm-hmm. Well, he was so honest with her, and she wasn't honest. And, and at times I thought, well, why is she even with Connell? What does she get out of this relationship? She doesn't have a great home life, which we haven't really gone into yet. But basically, her dad remarried after her mother died two years ago, and he's and she and her stepmom don't get along. And she still lives at home, and she leaves and she goes over to Connell's mother's house while his wife's at home in the basement and apparently Lisa P knows that he's done this with many other girls in the past I don't know if M knows this I don't know what she's trying to get out of this relationship or if she's just really lonely and before meeting James she just wanted to be touched and loved by somebody um she's from a wealthy family yet she works at Adventureland and her dad wants her to be a lawyer so it's all these different mix of people. Like you said with Joel, he comes from a poor family. I'd say that James is more middle class, but his dad just lost a bunch of money from getting a lower level job. And then there's um, M, who has a swimming pool in her backyard. But both J- uh, James and M are, don't have any siblings, I don't think. But but yeah, like in, in, in this movie, like um, you, you can kind of tell that, you know, like, even though the women, like, were wearing the pants in the relationship, like, most of the time, like, I, I felt like they still have to use, you know, like, um, their sexuality or, like, the part, like, the fact that they're, like, a woman to, like, like, they, they kind of have to, like, weaponize it and use it as le- as leverage. Because, cause, cause, like, you know, like, obviously in the 80s, you know, like, gender equality, like, wasn't as great as as it is right now and 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 yeah and like throughout the movie like you can kind of just tell that like um who, like women are still like of uh, like objectified like like lisa or they were just used as objects like m right which um yeah which is refreshing to see at the end that you know like m like does break the cycle like she she wasn't gonna let that be like become her life yeah I, I was disappointed that they hadn't shown I felt like there was something weird gonna happen or something gonna burst when when Kristen Stewart 
goes over to Connell's house and she she ends or goes over to Connell's mom's house to end things uh, with him and, and, and we don't get to see that. We just, you know, switch to James running after her in the car and, and wanting to figure out why the heck she's having an affair with Connell and we missed that whole scene and I thought that would have been a really integral to see how she ended it because he was already pouring her a drink and he was like, oh, come on, babe, you know, I like myself when I'm with you. We're good together. And then we switched to James seeing her leave Connell's mom's house and she's crying. And I thought, well, that would have been important because I thought Connell was going to like make her change her mind and dissuade her from breaking up with him and be like, oh, you know, you know, it's okay. We're having an affair. I'm going to divorce my wife. But he never says those things and we never get to see it. And I, that I found was a weak part of the movie because usually when these predator guys are having affairs, especially with younger women, they always promise that they're going to leave their wife for them because why would the woman stay with them anyway? So I thought it was weak in the movie that they didn't show that and that they didn't show their breakup scene. Yeah, true. And and, and like in, in this movie, there weren't just a lot of interactions between women. Like there were a lot of interactions between like men and women or men or men and men, right? Like I, I don't mm-hmm. think M and Lisa P, like the two main female leads like I I don't think they even had a scene together and and yeah and then M yeah and M and Connell's wife like they 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 don't really like um even interact with each other throughout the movie like e like even though they're both like um being used by like the same guy yeah, that is true. Yeah, not, James doesn't really talk to... Well, I guess he has Lisa. He talks to Lisa and then he talks with M. But the, most of the guys stick together. And, and there aren't many women in this movie. There's just M, M's friend, and then Lisa. Um, so th- that's another... I guess they could have had more women. But I, I think that part worked. I just... Um, I wanted him... I wanted... Because Connell was so sleazy throughout the movie. I thought it was just a bit unrealistic that all of a sudden he just let... He just let uh, M go, and his wife finds out, and he's all chill about it. It's like, come on, you would have tried to, to, to not let her go to New York and be the controlling guy that you are over her. Did he tell his wife? How did his wife find out about the fa- the affair? So I mean, my guess would be that he, um, you know, after Lisa P told uh, Kelly, and then Kelly told everyone at the uh, the amusement park that um that Connell and uh, M were sleeping oh, right. together. I'm I'm yeah, yeah, I'm sure just words just got spread around the the neighborhood and yeah, it probably just got to his wife's ears. Yeah, I thought that was wrong of uh James to tell Lisa because come on, she, she's kind of a big mouth. So I I didn't think when he when they were at the club and he was like, "You know, because he was so hurt by M, you know, M and and Connell are having an affair all summer and I just was like, "Ah, why do you have to tell her now everybody's going to know?" That was a bit predictable and then she has she quits her job but um yeah what did you think about the whole ending part of him kind of like chasing after the girl yeah okay well I have one main question how did he know where she yeah, is I thought that too <laughs> yeah and 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 also it's kind of like it's kind of ironic to see the ending where you know they're standing in the rain and it's so romantic and there's a literal flood right now in New York City and like it's nowhere near as romantic. I mean, I I don't like those cliche rom com endings at all. Um, but but you know I did like that they continued after the rain a little bit longer and she invites him to her apartment, which I have no idea how she can afford that because it doesn't seem like she's on speaking terms with her dad. So I don't know how she could afford such a nice apartment in New York City. But she's she's going to school there, and he isn't going to school now because he doesn't still doesn't have enough money, and parents aren't helping him at all, and he just goes to New York on a bus and gets there. Exactly, how does he know where she lives? But I guess they wanted to wrap up with him losing his virginity. <laughs> yeah, which is you. Yeah, like a, a part of me, un uh, like understands it because like they've you know like they've they've hinted it throughout the movie that it's a big thing for it for James but at the same time I also wish that you know like like all these like um um oh right because because I think the the actor or wait the director was the same director as 40 year old virgin uh no I like like I, 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 I oh oh okay but but I think like he I feel like I think 
they work together on super, on super oh, bad. Like, really? I can't really remember. I can't really remember the con- connection there. But but my my point is all these like movies where they make like virginity a big thing. Like by the end of the movie, like like yeah, no, like some someone has to lose it. Which you you know, like I wish like one of those these movies would just show that you know like it's okay if like you don't yeah it's not the main part of your life the end (laughs) yes yes right and 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 yeah and like I and and I feel like um like I would have been okay if the movie just ended on like something else like I'm like I'm I'm more or less like um impartial about the ending like I I understand why it uh, went where it did but also a part of me feels feels like uh like like you know like when when I'm watch when I'm gonna think back about this movie like it's um the the ending is not going to be the strong point mm-hmm. for me yeah I feel like they wanted to do some full circle thing because in the first scene of the movie he's his girlfriend I don't remember her name breaks up with him and and his friends are like oh my god she broke up with you and you're still a virgin and then the movie ends with him losing his virginity with Emily um so I get that full circle aspect it's just that in all these even when we're not talking about high school movies American like young adult movies always have to end with someone losing their virginity or or something or having a boyfriend by 16 so it's it's um I I think this movie approached it better showing that like you know virginity is a big part of coming of age or losing your virginity is a big part of of a coming of age story, but that they also show that honesty is really important and sticking up for people is really important. And just learning how to fend for yourself is part of coming of age. And I think this movie did a good job of showing how having a job and making minimum wage is part of coming of age. It is true. I feel like you just want to do that full circle thing though. Like, did you like any other uh, parts of the movie? Yeah, I, I guess I'd say, you know, um, his relationship with M was really good, but I didn't think that that was my favorite part of the movie. I liked him more on his own. I liked Emily, but I thought she was the weaker part of the relationship. I thought he was definitely more of an interesting character. Even in the scene when she's asking him what he studies, he doesn't ask her what she studies back, so we don't actually even know what she's really interested in. We know that she doesn't interrupt him when he talks about what he's interested in, whereas when Lisa P and him go on a date and he's talking about how much he loves literature, she interrupts him and is like, what kind of boat should I get? And it's kind of like, oh, they're wanting us to see that, you know, she's not as good of a person for him to be with. But we don't really get to know too much about Emily. We know that her mom died of cancer. We know that she's kind of not have a very, she doesn't have a very good relationship with her, her dad. We know that she is having an affair with an older guy, but we don't really know her motives. Whereas um, James, we do know his motives for doing these things. We know that he wants to go to graduate school. We know he wants to go to Europe. We know he wants to go to Europe because he studies this literature. Uh, We know that he wants to have a girlfriend and lose his virginity. So I I think that because they focused so much on him, we didn't get to see as much of a depth of of her character for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a really good point you uh, you brought up because because like yeah like we, we we don't even know what she's you know what what uh, what her dreams and and her goals are. Mm-hmm. We just know she wants to go to New York. <laughs> yeah. So should I move on to some fun facts of the movie yes. before we go to the final judgment? There weren't too many. I was trying to look for some casting what ifs, but I couldn't find any <laughs> at all. So that kind of sucked because I would have liked to see if, like, I, I mean, as much as I like the people in this movie, I feel like they could have had other actors too. It didn't have to just be Kristen Stewart and, and Jesse Eisenberg, even though they were great. I just was curious about the whole audition pro, uh, progress. But if anyone out there knows if there was some other people supposed to be in this movie, please, please tell us. <laughs> so um, Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader were actually only on set for four days because of their conflicts with SNL. So they filmed all their scenes in four days. Yes. Yeah. And they killed it. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's yeah. realistic. Yeah. <laughs> because they were not like integral to the movie, but their scenes are very hyper and over the top. So yeah. they did a great job. Um, so the budget for this movie was $9.8 And 
it actually made $17.2 at the box office, so it made back more money, um, but not tons. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nowhere near the scale that uh, Superbad made, yeah. No, or even just, like, the general Marvel movies now. I'm curious now. I'm going to look up how much Superbad made. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, while, um, while you're doing that, but yeah, like, this, this, uh, this movie was for sure, like, a sleeper hit, I feel like, like, people who did watch it, like, mostly enjoyed it, but it's just not yeah. as popular, like, like, it didn't do as well in, in theaters, and, and part of it is because I, I think, like, you know, like, the trailers were trying to sell it as, like, super bad too, and mm-hmm. it's not you, you know, like, it's good in, like, it's, its own way. Yeah, it's not raunchy. It's not demeaning for women, and I, I guess oh, so. So, super bad made one hundred and seventy million at the box office, Ooh. and its budget was twenty million. So, its budget was more than Adventureland. Um, I feel like with this movie, I'd never heard of it. Had had you heard about it? No, like I I I didn't even know the movie existed until yeah. you suggested it to me. I looked up like underrated summer movies that had nothing to do with high school, and then it came up, and I was like, "Well, this looks interesting." So yeah. I'm glad that somebody out there wrote an article about it because I wouldn't have known about it. But it's too bad. I think it needs to be known more um, yeah, because yeah. the trailer is not what the movie's about. It's not this comedy, goofy comedy, and you know, guys you know, joking around about hand jobs. It's not a movie like that. It's it's really funny, but it also has great characters. Um, okay, so I said that it was written and directed by Greg Matala, and Greg Matala also um, directed Superbad. And um, it was filmed during the winter in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and apparently there was so much snowfall that they had to, like, reshoot so many scenes and the cast were really cold because they were out there in, like, t-shirts and shorts. Um, But, yeah, it was filmed during the winter of 2007. And it was filmed in, um, like I said, Pennsylvania, but the real Adventureland Park, there is a real one, Long Island. And they were planning to film it on Long Island, but director um, Matala um, didn't want to because... It had changed so much since he worked there in the 80s, and he wanted the same vibe that that it had when he had worked there. So I think they filmed it at, like, a former amusement park in Pennsylvania, which is really interesting. Yeah, like, that's, like, that. It, it's crazy that, like, they film a summertime movie in, in the winter. Yeah, and, and like, that, that they actually used an extinct amusement park for this movie which i feel like would have costed so much more money than just like they had to build it so they could have just used adventureland if he hadn't been so picky about his own personal preferences but whatever (laughs) could have just filmed it on long island but okay um during the shooting kristen stewart had a day off and she was offered an audition and that audition was her role as isabella swan in twilight Oh, <laughs> so isn't that funny? During this movie, she ha- auditioned for Twilight. Yes, yeah, yeah, and and and, uh, and and like that's you know like now that's what Kristen Stewart is is known for. Like she's you know she's known for for twi- for Twilight. Like imagine how much different it would have been if like she she would have been known for like this movie in instead. Like I mm-hmm. I, I feel like the public's uh, opinion of her would. Uh, would have changed like much more drastically or they wouldn't have known her because no one seemed to watch this movie that's also true that's that's a fair point (laughs) should we move on to the final judgment all right let's let's do it did adventureland move you or not lynn um it did for me emma how how did it hold up for you yeah you know what i there were times in it where i thought oh you know those scenes weren't always necessary but I really liked the chemistry of the cast. I liked the refreshing storyline. And the thing that sold it for me was just that it didn't take place in high school and the summer after high school and that it showed college kids in high school. Uh, sorry, college kids during the summer. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was really refreshing. I love that it was silly and had some fun parts to it. I'm sad that it didn't make us much money is super bad even though i think it's a way better movie so it just kind of shows you what people like to watch out there in 2007 and 2009 i guess and i do think it's a movie that could still be made today i mean i think it was really ahead of its time showing how women are seen as the home wreckers 
I mean, that's still happening in the entertainment business right now when you see a celebrity. Um, look at Lily James recently. Her new movie came out and, and there was all these rumors that she was dating the older guy in the movie that was in the movie with her and he was married and, and she had to delete her Instagram because people would, you know, comment her whore and say all these awful things about her, but nobody got mad at the guy. Nobody got mad at the guy that's married. So it's still prevalent in our society today that the first thing we do is look at the girl and think, well, what's wrong with her? Why is she doing this? That poor wife. But nobody thinks, well, he's the one with the ring on his finger. He's the one making these decisions. He's the one luring the 17-year-old or 19-year-old girl. So I thought that was refreshing that they talked about that a bit too. Um, and I like that they showed the background of what a theme park is like and how crooked it can be and how they you know, have the rides to be specifically making you lose and they have them to be rigged. So I thought that was really great. But yeah, did you ever have those, do you know when like you watch a movie now and you think, oh my gosh, they're not wearing a mask or, you know, like you're watching an old movie and you're thinking like, ah, oh, they're like not six feet apart. Did you ever have that? I had that a couple times when they were in the club once. And then when, um, I think one time when, they were on the rides or something, and I was like, oh, oh my god, they're not, they're not wearing masks. But, but yeah, yeah, no, like, that, that, uh, that happens to me now, uh, nowadays, whenever I watch a show, or, yeah, like, just old you, YouTube videos, even. Yeah, it's so weird, because we've been having COVID for such a short period of time, but it's been so ingrained in our life that we're just, like, watching old movies, even from, like, the 90s or something, and I'm like, oh, they're not wearing masks. But I do wish, this is my last thing I want to say about this movie, I had a cliched idea that they would ride the Ferris wheel together, him and M, and they would, like, kiss at the top of the Ferris wheel. And we never really saw them on a ride together beside the bumper cars. Yeah, true. Yeah, like, I, yeah, like, I really agree with you that by the end of the movie, you know, like, James made out the experience of him working at an amusement park as, like, a bad thing. Like, like, like you know, like, he threw away the shirt that, Emily offered him and then he was just like I never want to see that again yeah right but but yeah like I wish that you know they were just maybe a bit more appreciative of the amusement park and how like it shaped them and and yeah like a scene on the Ferris wheel would have been great too I want to thank you Lynn for coming back on the show thank you so much Emma you're always a great host and I'm really glad that we got to watch this movie as something that I've never heard of. And I hope you all enjoyed it too. And I want to thank you for listening. And don't forget to click the subscribe button. And if you have any film suggestions or limited series suggestions, you can email me at emmareviewsmovies at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.